stock market goes into free fall, there's always gold. And if gold tanks, there's always... Well, that would be giving away the story, now wouldn't it? Misfits Audio presents King Nut, with Glenn Haskell as the king. Elise Kroak is Aunt Molly. And Karen Kaler is mom. Although my parents would be horrified to hear it, I had a deprived childhood. Every kid in the neighborhood suffered the same privation. The East Indian girls living across the backyard fence. The six Italian kids next door. The Polish family on the corner. The Japanese boy who played clarinet in our school band. Mindy and Fern Goldstein. And my best friend Brent, a Ukrainian-Scottish hybrid. Superficially, we grew up in the midst of abundance. Cottages, swimming pools, new cars, clean clothes and color TVs. His affluence was a mere glaze on our deep emptiness. In a fit of mass hysteria, our parents had the appalling lack of foresight to move into a neighborhood with only one chestnut tree. (gasps) Hard to believe, I know, but it's true. One. Come June, when the school bell rang for the last time and we were paroled for the summer, spires of pink and white flowers festooned the sacred chestnut tree. A week later, the petals had fluttered to the ground. And the tree moved into the second phase of production. Every kid in the neighborhood had their eyes riveted to the upper branches, waiting in anticipation of the eventual bounty. Not fair. We have instant rice, instant pudding, instant noodle soup, instant mac and cheese, cool whip, on-demand TV. And chestnuts take two months to grow. For weeks, we'd stare at the tiny nubs forming on the end of the branches, willing them to grow faster. We all knew that each little nub would soon swell into maturity, and out of a spiky green leather casing cradled in a creamy white velvety interior would emerge one, sometimes two, beautiful round mahogany-colored nuggets. Whoa! Their exquisite beauty and lamentable rarity made them precious. So precious, in fact, that we used them as currency. Keep in mind that our knowledge of global economics was nil. We barely knew our times tables. Instinctively, however, we knew that everybody wants what they can't have. Ipso facto, chestnuts were gold. Hey, Kenny, I don't get my allowance till Saturday. Can you buy me a Mars bar? Two chestnuts. Can I copy your math homework? Four nuts. Wow, the new Spider-Man comic. Five chestnuts, and you can read mine. Three. Four, but you can't keep it. An even dozen could perform miracles. Mom, do you think Colin could join us in Miami this spring? We'll be good. I promise. I don't see why not, dear. (laughs) That sounds like fun. Patience was a rare commodity on the streets around Wishing Well Park. Our annual harvest began weeks before the chestnuts were ripe. One year, mid-July, Brent climbed the tree to pluck a few chestnuts so immature and anemic, they were barely the size of chickpeas. That's not so high. It'll hold you. (sighs) Almost there, you can do it. We'll catch you. It was a noble mission, and we all signed his cast. And 
And how did this happen? <sighs> I told you, he tripped on the curb. Didn't see it. Uh-huh. Tragedy turned my life inside out that summer. We're going to Spain with the Bodrugs. You're going to stay with Aunt Molly and Uncle Jack. Nothing against Jack and Molly. They were terrific. Even my cousin Donald wasn't half bad since he was gone half the time. Uncle Jack was a janitor at Maple Leaf Gardens and occasionally left me in the stands to watch the Leafs hockey practice while he swept the hallways. No, Jack and Molly were great. The source of my horror was a much more practical concern. By missing the annual chestnut harvest, I would be doomed to a year of penury. I imagine myself selling pencils on the street corner, shoveling driveways, or delivering papers to make ends meet. Paper boy! A serious imposition. Almost certainly a violation of one Geneva Convention or another. My head hung low the day I was driven to the depths of Toronto's East End and abandoned. This is the fridge, same as yours at home. Help yourself. You share Donald's room at the top of the stairs. Now, I want you home when the streetlights go on. Stay off of Dundas Street and no wandering into the Greek section of town. One day, while playing in the street, I took a bad tumble, tripped deliberately by one of those Greek kids I'd been warned about. <laughs> playing flat on my back on Dundas Street, staring up at the sky, I recognized... <gasps> a chestnut tree. Merciful Jesus, Mary and Joseph, chestnuts in downtown Toronto? Who knew? The entire street was lined with mature trees laden with ripe chestnuts. In the middle of the city, I had found El Dorado. Chestnuts so plentiful they were literally lying on the ground, being crushed by cars, carried off by squirrels. It boggled my mind that people could be so oblivious to the bounty being squandered. For the remainder of my exile, I collected chestnuts diligently. Those squirrels may have had a head start, but I had opposable thumbs, a pillowcase, and motivation. When it came time to go home, I left all my clothes in Donald's closet and lugged my cardboard suitcase back to the suburbs filled with chestnuts. Jack, help him downstairs with his suitcase. Okay. I got it. Looks heavy. Exquisite delirium. Wealth beyond imagining. Howard Hughes, J.P. Getty, and all those Rockefellers put together didn't have riches like mine. For weeks, I kept a suitcase in my bedroom closet on its side, brimming with mahogany gold. Whenever I needed a favor, a snack, or to borrow someone's bike for an hour or two, I had ready cash. Unfortunately, through inexperience, and to be totally honest, a modicum of greed, I flooded the market with chestnuts and their value plummeted. You know what I'm talking about. Stock markets were down today. Then, natural disaster struck. Worms invaded. Little white wrigglers. Ugh. Get those damn chestnuts out of this house. But, 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 but... Now. Mom threw my cash out with the trash. A day that will forever live in infamy. As Black, Black Wednesday. 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 Wednesday.
That was the summer I learned how global economics worked. I'm not talking about the teachings of Adam Smith, Marx, Keynes, uh, John Kenneth, what's his name? Back then, Jimmy was the only Buffett I knew. A cheeseburger in paradise cost 12 nuts, and margaritas were a glorious discovery years in the future. The lesson was the law of supply and demand, a theory known to Cognoscente around the world as the chestnut standard. And on NASDAQ, chestnut futures have hit an all-time high. A lifetime later, I can't help but notice that one residual quirk has remained as a reminder of my days as the chestnut baron of Wishingwell Park. Wherever my wife and I live, Toronto, Boston, Halifax, and now Shediac, New Brunswick, we plant chestnut trees in our yard. I could let you borrow my new Iron Man comic for six nuts. Four. Spread the wealth, I say. On behalf of Nuts Everywhere, edible, collectible, or certifiable, thank you for listening to King Nut. With Glenn Haskell as the king, Elise Krog is Aunt Molly, Karen Kaler is mom, Scott Fortney is a TV newscaster, and the inspired insanity of Ryan Haskell, Sophie and Eloise Barron, Rosie Fortney, Blaze Sosedo, and Nolan Dewell as the Nuthouse Gang. Narration by John Specht. Written and produced by Colin Thornton. Music and mixology by Kurt Von Hahn. Special thanks to Captain John Taberzak and Mike Murphy. Captain John Taberzak is CEO and executive producer of Misfits Audio Productions. This has been an original production of Misfits Audio. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. We don't use lawyers. We use taxidermists.